Welcome to the Digital Lactation Podcast, a place for you to feel seen, heard, and empowered along your lock journey. I'm your host and digital lactation, Jocelyn Renee. Welcome, family, to another episode. I'm going to apologize in advance because I am currently struggling for my life to breathe. Like these these kid germs are on another level. So if the podcast goes mute for a second, if you see the, the thumbnail go up, just know I'm trying to get myself together. Um, however, <laughs> I wanted to spend some time talking about um, something that will impact you if you are currently going to a salon, if you are looking for a loctician, or if maybe, hey, you're striving to become a loctician. Uh, there's recently a bill passed that requires, specifically in the state of New York, that requires of all cosmetology students to learn all textures of hair, including Afro texture hair, which surprisingly it was not currently in there. Um, and we need to talk about this. So we're going to spend some time talking about that today. But before we get into that, I definitely wanted to welcome you all to the podcast, uh, to our live broadcast. Definitely make sure you check in. Where are you located? And let us know what the weather's like, right? Because I'm in Maryland. And it's getting pretty nippy out here. Like it's starting to really feel like December winter is like, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, it was like 60 degrees. It was sunny. It was like giving, you know, a good time. Now it's waking up to ice and, you know, the low, low key frost everywhere. So what's the weather like where you are? Definitely check in. Um, I see Loris here in Ohio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Natasha is in North Carolina and it's 39 degrees. Wild. I remember back in the day, they used to say those southern states, you know, it was always sunny and always warm. Now all of a sudden it's like it's cold everywhere. Like Texas has snowstorms. It's crazy. Um, so yeah. Hey Cherie, welcome, welcome, welcome. Checking in to Chicago. Y'all got snow out there yet? I know Chicago normally gets some snow. Let us know, let us know. Are you buried in the house these days? Um, as you continue to check in, I want to also do the pop quiz for us today. And the pop pop quiz might surprise you. So get yourself ready. All right. Uh, so the pop quiz today, if you're watching the podcast live um, or just on video format, definitely use the comment section to share your answers. If you're listening to the audio experience, take a mental note of your guests, okay? Because I think you're going to be surprised at the answer. My question is, our pop quiz tonight, currently, or as of 2023, how many states in the U.S. require locticians or natural hairstylists to be licensed? How many states in the U.S. as of 2023 require a cosmetology require a cosmetology or some type of licensing for natural hair or locks? Is it A ten, B twenty? 
C, 30, or D, 35? How many states do you think require licensure in the state? Uh, <laughs> All right, so we have some A's. We got 10. Original root says zero, okay? Ramona says A, 10. I didn't think any did, so I'll say A of 10. A lot of A's. Interesting, interesting. So I'm actually surprised by y'all answers. I definitely assumed that collectively the majority of folks would believe that more people were licensed than actually were. And surprisingly, you all are on the lower end. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> you you come in believing that there doesn't there's no standard at all. For those of you that said ten or eight, not incorrect, but you were close. Currently in the United States, as of 2023, there are 20 states that are regulated and require some type of licensure to service locks for natural hair. So there's 20 out of the 50. So not too bad, not too bad. And um, I believe, I personally, personally, me, myself, I am a licensed cosmetologist. I was challenged to become a cosmetologist by another cosmetologist, um, even in the vein of wanting to only service locks and natural hair. And I'll tell you my quick backstory, how I got there, um, because I think it matters to tonight's topic, which is about licensing locticians and natural hairstylists to service people with Afro textured hair. Um, this is piggybacking off of the recent bill that passed in New York that is requiring all textures of hair to be taught in cosmetology school because prior to um, this bill, yes, you had to be licensed, which speaks to you all saying, I don't think nobody had to learn how to do locks of natural hair. They needed to learn cosmetology standards or the science of hair, but they didn't need to learn how to care for locks and natural hair. So to your point, it is kind of zero because you don't need to necessarily know or learn locks, but you did need to go through some type of cosmetology education. So real quick, my um, I've been interested or passionate about hair since I was nine. And it wasn't until I want to say I was 19 when I decided to return to natural hair, chop off all my relaxer. And in doing so, I started to share my story online. I created a blog because everyone around me was like, you're crazy. You're dumb. Why you want to have your na natural hair? It's nappy. Like, why would you want to look like that? Like the people physically in my space putting me down. And so as a nerd, self-proclaimed nerd, I was like, let me get online. Maybe there's somebody else who like cares about hair and like would like to, I don't know, go through this journey with me. And thankfully, prayerfully, 
um, I found community online around natural hair and um, I began to blog and I was, I was share like, if you go back on my channel, I'm pretty sure they're still there, but sharing videos of me deep conditioning my hair for three hours and overnight doing all this crazy wild stuff and saying like, yeah, guys, do this with your hair. This is what I'm doing with my hair. And my husband and boyfriend at the time was like, you're tripping. Why are you doing this? I'm just like, this is how we get protein in our hair. I was pulled up by a cosmetologist. Um, I won't say her name just in case she don't want to be part of the story. But she was like, look, if you really care about hair, you'll go get your license. Like, I get that you're, you know, trying to have fun online. But why don't you speak from a place of authority versus just kind of guessing and just only talking about your hair? I was like, oh, you don't. You don't think I can get my license? I, I will go get my license. Fast forward, I was in cosmetology school. But I say this to say, I, I'm on the side of we need licensure in the industry for standardization. I believe there needs to be standards. My opinion. What's your opinion in the comments? Do you believe that in order to service locks and natural hair, you need a license. Press a one for yes, you need a license. Press a two for no, you don't need a license. The, the argument, the argument against licensure is rooted in the, um, the racism that cosmetology is steeped in because it's 2023 and the cosmetology standards has a little teeny chapter on natural hair and that natural hair is typically, this is how you take natural hair to straight hair. This is how you relax it. It wasn't until I wanna say maybe six years ago. It's about six years ago where they created an appendage to the cosmetology standard specifically for textured hair. That was authored by Diane Bailey, uh, who's a master pioneer. But that is recent, it's so recent. I see a lot of ones, yes, you need licensure, and then I see some twos, you don't need to be licensed. Um, so there's a lot of racism around cosmetology in that they, they being being the, the accrediting body only wanted to have the science of hair be from a lens or perspective of Caucasian hair and like Caucasian hair is the standard. Never mind the textured hair, never mind the black hair, never mind the Afro kiki hair. All you need to know is how to relax it. And so a lot of people say a lot of aspiring locticians and natural hairstylists reject the idea of going to cosmetology school because one of their biggest arguments is I don't want to learn how to relax hair. I don't want to learn how to straighten hair. I don't want to have to deal with round brushing and other techniques that are done on Caucasian hair. And I hear you and I get it. But from coming from the inside of this industry or of this uh, cosmetology requirement, 
it is to our benefit, I think, because a lot of the women, a lot of the women, let's start there, have come from relaxers, straightening their hair, um, doing weaves and wigs, which is also part of cosmetology, like doing those types of services. So in order to heal their hair, you got to first understand what damaged their hair, I believe. And when you only talk about natural hair, it is, yes, this is the state they're currently aspiring to get to, but you have no context for how they got there other than this is bad. And so for me, I believe my cosmetology science background really helped me navigate communicating clearly and effectively with people who have been doing something to their hair and to their scalp for years. And they had really, they had really no idea what they were doing. The person, the stylist, the beautician that was doing their hair didn't even know. They were just doing what they were taught, repeat, 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 without learning it. And then that's where they have, um, you know, damaged hair. So I believe the education helps you to unpack what has happened to the hair? So when we're thinking about, <laughs> let me see, Ramona says, you got to have knowledge on what you're doing. Yes, especially if you're doing other people's hair. I agree. So with that being said, this new standard, a lot of natural stylists, lacticians are pushing back because they're like, why do I have to go to school? Why do I have to learn? other hair textures when I only want to service this texture. And I believe it's not just about the texture, it's about the techniques and it's about the, the approaches that have standards. I want to ask you all, press a, press a four if you've ever gotten a relaxer in your life. If you ever had your hair relaxed back in the day in the community, Back in the day in the community, they called these perms. If you've ever had your hair relaxed or perm, press a four. Um, I had my hair permed, I want to say, since the time I was like six. Six until 19, I was relaxing my hair because that is just what I thought I needed to do. That is just what I assumed happened to my hair, our hair, and... I grew up in the salon. Like I started working in the salon when I was like 11, helping base the scalp for the relaxers. I see all the fours in here and getting the scalp prepared for this relaxer. And when I was in the salons, I would watch the stylists take their hands, scoop a relaxer, apply it to the scalp, to the new growth, take a comb, rake it through, make sure it's nice and smooth and flat. Like I saw this through years and years and years. It wasn't until I went to cosmetology school, I'm in a black salon, these are all licensed stylists, but it was not until I was in cosmetology school that I learned. If when you do a relaxer, one, it should never touch the scalp. So slapping it from the the bucket to the hair, no. A lot of reasons why people have chemical burns, which I experienced, and also why now we have a lot of Black women experiencing hair loss 
because of all those years of not following the standards. But two, I also learned that you're not supposed to use a comb on it. So when it comes to standardization and I feel like I feel like raising the bar, it's important. If we have standards and also you got to think all of those 20 states that are regulated that require licensure, not all of them require continuing education. Some of them you can get your license in the 90s and your license for the rest of your life, as long as you keep paying up, right? So there's the industry component to it as well. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, this is all great for our culture. I get it. It does impact. It puts a, it puts a gate for a lot of people. But at the same time, I believe that if continuing education was mandated and also there were, in addition to just the law of having textured hair be taught in schools, there was the requirement before this is laws implemented, there's a requirement for schools to be established, you know, because it's one thing to say you have a law to be required that is requiring you to have this type of license or this type of education. But without the requirement for them to for there to be institutes that teach this law or there for there to be educators that are well versed in Afro hair and locks and natural hair. It's never going to work. Right. And but as a consumer, as somebody who is. Trusting that this person who says, oh, I'm a licensed cosmetologist or I have a natural hair certification. With it brings a level of awareness and understanding but to everyone point that was here earlier that said zero schools, there are zero requirements for you to learn cosmetology to do locks and natural hair. That speaks volumes. That means you really don't have no trust in the industry for professionals, yet you'll pay your money to go sit in their chairs. What if there was doctors that's just like, oh, I have something wrong with my health. I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm never going to check their credentials. I'm never going to, you know, ask them what they specialize in. I'm just going to trust that because they say they a doctor, here, check my heart, do this surgery, tell me all the things that's wrong with me. But the due diligence in there. So to the, to the topic for tonight, or for the question, really, it's a, it's a question that I'm asking you, the community, you, the listener, um, you, the person that may patronize these salons. Do you believe now that they're, we're working towards, well, let me not say we are, but they are working towards requiring licensing to be able to, before cosmetologists can graduate, whatever color they are, whatever type of services they're going to offer, they have to learn textured hair. Would that make you feel like those opticians are going to be better? Or will it be the same? Or will it be worse? What do you think? <laughs> Remote says, we'd be out here taking life chances. I mean, yes. 
<laughs> Sheree says, yes, it always drove me crazy when they say permed because perms are actually short for permanent with permanent, permanent curls or permanent waves. Yeah. Which is what straight hair girls and relax is what the curly hair girls got. Absolutely. I agree. That's what I, I try in my language to always make a point. I do my best with them. Whenever I speak in terms of curly hair turning straight, I do my best to say relaxed. Did you have a relaxer? Because it is, it matters. I believe my cosmetology license matters. The, the year I spent in cosmos, cosmetology, cosmetology school, the 15 under hours that I had to earn through cosmetology school, I'm gonna use this language, okay? And I'm speak from a position of understanding what it is I learned and what it is I read, what it is that I know. But just like the, the, the women, girls, the men that I met in cosmetology school and those that I had interviewed when I was behind the chair to find support, the failure of taking that knowledge seriously, just because you have a gift, you're like, I don't need to go through this. I already know how to braid. I already know how to do hair. Why do I got to sit through this? And it's just like, do you know the pHs of hair? Do you know how electricity, if not properly grounded, can kill somebody? Do you know how pedicure bowls and getting your nails done, like you, you can literally die by getting your toes done? But oh, I've been getting pedicures all my life. I don't need to learn this until it's a lawsuit against you or until you're the one who ends up, you know, with a life-threatening bacteria because you didn't know that you're supposed to sanitize your nail instruments. But if you paid attention in cosmetology school, you would know that. So let me, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to calm down. <sighs> oh. Chanel says yes to the education and continue education as a consumer and someone providing a service. Absolutely. Uh, Deborah says, I only go to a loctician for retwist. For retwist, I make sure my hair is healthy myself. Okay. Uh, Ramona says like, okay, you really know your stuff. Health, hair health is important. I'm just saying, like, I believe, I've always said this on my channel and whenever I talk, knowledge is the key. If you, it's like, if we don't know, to Deborah's point, if we, if, if we can't trust that the people who are servicing us are going to know, it's now up to us to know. And if you know, and the person doing your hair knows, how does that not just make it more, more of a better experience, right? You got, you can speak the same language. I remember getting chastised, like natural hair community, like the, the pioneers of the industry, a lot of them were pissed at me for sharing what I knew, what I learned online and on my blogs and specifically talking to consumers because a lot of the, the conversation was, why are you telling them what we know? Now they're just gonna go do it themselves. No, now they're gonna be informed to know what you're doing 
just in case something happens to you, because, you know, life is not, you're not immortal, right? So they know how to continue their hair if something happens to you. And so in the meantime, in between time, like you're only going to a lactation once a month. What about the other 29 days? Like hair care still has to happen, or at least it should. Otherwise, you're just in it for the money. So in trying to articulate to them, I feel like eventually they begin to understand like people, some people, yeah, are going to want to do it at home completely. But a lot of us, press a six. If you would much rather sit back, relax with somebody that you can trust and get your hair done, pay to have that experience outside of your hand, outside of your uh, responsibility. Like, you don't, do you really want to be standing at home of twisting and trying to figure it out in a mirror? Or would you rather invest a little money in someone who is knowledgeable that can talk to you articulately, explain to you what they did and how it needs to be cared for at home? And you just, all you got to give them is some money? Sign me up. But for me, it's like, I feel like I, at this point, I don't know too much, but I know enough that, oh, I know you, you just picked that comb up off the floor and you just put it back in her head. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, you didn't sanitize that shampoo bowl before, after she got out and you want me to lay my head back in there? I can't. I know too much. <laughs> I know too much. Or I know, I know enough, right? I'm going to nail salons like, you don't even have an autoclave. Like, you have not sterilized anything. Here's a quick thing, and I'm going to hop off of this, right? It has nothing to do with hair because we're going to get to this Q&A. If you have any questions, go ahead and post them in the comments. Fun fact. Okay, for those of you that go, that pay somebody to go get your nails done. Fun fact. All right. There's no way to completely clean and sanitize and disinfect jets. So if the pedicure bowl has a jet in there that makes a little bubbles, that's the same stuff from all the people that sat in that thing. And it's nice that they put the little liner in it, but then when they put that little removable jet, that joint's not clean. Don't share it. I'm trying to tell you, there's some fungus out here that can kill you. Just putting that out there. All right. Oh, just, just saying. Uh, we got to say this is horrible when a license pro does damage. It's it's horrible, but it's it's horrible, yes, and I feel like if you knew, like, going in what you wanted, what, what you expected of them, like, I feel like if you knew to set your standards high, it wouldn't allow them to harm you. But if you don't know and they're not practicing what they do know, it's bad for everyone, you know? So... The more you can know, the more you can be informed, the more you know what to look out for. And I feel like you're in a place to hold that professional accountable. 
because it, I get it. It's a lot of work. Like I did it for decades. It's a lot of work to meet the standards of cosmetology. Like one of the thing, one of the things like I was conflicted by when the whole pandemic hit. Oh, and if you have any questions, definitely um, do the Q and A. But I was conflicted with the pan, the pan, uh, panorama because they came back and said, we're going to increase the standards. Like when you're behind the chair, when you go to the salons, the standards are going to be increased. So I'm just like, dang, like, what are we going to have to do now? Oh my gosh. And all the standards that they came out with were all the things we should have been doing anyway. Like universal precaution should have happened anyway. You treat everyone it like they have a disease because you don't know. It's not like people walk around with like, oh, I have a disease on my forehead, right? And if you cut them in their hair, if you cut them on their finger, you got to follow protocol. But if you're not, you hadn't been following protocol, I'm sure it was like, oh my gosh, what needs to happen? But if you haven't followed protocol, it was, it should, it, at least where I am in Maryland, I'm just like, what changed? So you shut me down for three months to tell me to do what I should have been doing anyway. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I guess now more people know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, being Aja, there's sometimes, sometimes damage happens because we simply get, because we don't simply get out of the chair. I mean, that too. I think, you know, it's double sides, like loyalty. Um, loyalty can play, play a part there. Um, but it's like having those tough conversations. I feel like if something is happening in your head, like you're starting to see thinning and bald spots in your hair, I know that it can be uncomfortable. It may feel uncomfortable to bring it up with your stylist that you've been seeing for 10 to 15 years. Or it might even be uncomfortable for them to bring it up because they may feel like, did I cause it? What did I do? Like, what's happening? But in reality, it's like, we could be a team. Like, if you see something I don't see, or if I see something that you can't see, like, why not inform you so that you can then take, take, some, take some next steps? Let's not keep doing the same thing, expecting it to be different. What do they call that? Oh, so we got this. Says, That's low-key victim blaming. In my experience, she came highly recommended. I did my research. It was the third year, and she damaged my locks with color. I mean, she's highly recommended, but did you vet her? And I'm not saying, I'm not victim blaming you, right, at all. That's not my intention. But to the point, they don't teach it in school. So even color, hair coloring on locks is totally different than hair coloring on loose hair. And so, yes, they're going to tell you, oh, we got to learn all of these things, all the cosmetology things, but they're rooted in straight Caucasian hair. How does that translate to locks? And I also believe that One of the things as a consumer, 
that's really important is for you to ask, how have they continued their education? Because just paying for the license 10 years ago, how does that qualify them to do something trendy now? You know? And so I'm not blaming you, but I do believe it is your responsibility. It's part of your responsibility to check in with what you're doing, especially when it comes to things like color, color, any chemical service, right? Because that's that's a whole nother, it's a whole other level. And where we have made our way into in this day and age is I'm going to learn on YouTube, which YouTube has a lot of gems. But as a YouTuber, personally, I know there are intentionally things that are left out, that are glamorized, that are showing best case scenarios. And so you watch those on YouTube and think, I've done it before. You couldn't tell me I couldn't build a deck. I watched the YouTube video. I seen them. I seen them build it. I watched the whole video from it was no deck right there to it was a deck. I can do that. I'm telling you, I can build a deck because I watched the YouTube video. But I'm sure that architect has some specialized skills that I do nothing about. And I'm sure a lot of the circumstances in that layout needed to be adjusted on the fly and they did not put that in a video. It's the same thing with hair. Like you can watch all the hair videos you want, but if you're not under the tutelage, if you have not gone to cosmetology school that have, I believe, just a foundation. Cosmetology school should never be the end all be all ever. It's just a foundation to which you can build on continue to take classes, continue to go to hair shows, continue to, you know, invest in other people that you see doing well, learn how they do it, and intentionally ask about their mistakes. Because if you're only focusing on the good stuff, when the bad stuff happened to you, how you want to know how to pivot? Sheree um, says, I remember when I was in nail technology school, the shock and dismay my fellow students had to the appropriate sterilization standards. I was not one who frequented the salon and most of them did. Yep. And, and they were all like, oh, they don't clean like that in the salon I go to. It's exactly what happened to me. I was like, I didn't even know they were supposed to do that. I've never asked them to do that. I literally, I think this year, this year was probably the first year back out of 10 years that I went and got a pedicure. Don't put that little jet in my thing. <laughs> okay? Makai <laughs> oh. says, I would tell opticians the wisdom that you spill and they would get offended and stick to toxic old school education and grease in the scalp. That's why I decided to retwist my locks from now on. I'm sorry that's your experience. I really appreciate you trying to educate them, but hey, I mean, some people, some people don't wanna learn. Right, so it's a red flag. <laughs> um, Zinni says the licensed cosmetologist will ask if the client has been diagnosed with a communicable disease like hepatitis that may put them at risk. Confidentiality and privacy upheld, of course. Yes, 
I mean, they should. They should they? I don't. I don't know. Like one of the things I learned in the training that I recently took was that when you're behind the chair, you have you're asking people questions like that or having conversations about people's weight and their health and their mental state and their physician diagnosis and things. What needs to be in place is a HIPAA form, right? To uphold that confidentiality and privacy. But if you don't have that, that person could tell whomever. And I was like, oh, snap. I never had that before. I just, you know, I was like, I'm just going to keep it, keep it a secret. But it makes sense if you're dealing with somebody's personal medical information. So I'm just saying, I feel like out of all of this, I feel like a lot of you have said having a license or having to learn multiple textures of hair will make a loctician better. And I do agree. But what I also want you all to know, if you ever have to be in a situation, not have to, but go to wards, want to, um, are in the salon, you feel confident and comfortable enough to ask them about their education. When and how have they invested in themselves lately? Um, if you're doing any type of chemical services, like you, 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 not to blame you, but to make sure that you are well taken care of and you're not just blindly giving your trust away to somebody, your, your life away to somebody, right? Because I believe hair is ancestral, yes. Braiding is an art, yes. But when you deal with chemicals, when you deal with scissors, when you deal with anything that is altering the scalp, like clips, um, that could cut somebody, having an in-depth knowledge, it can only make you better. It is not to take away from the things that our ancestors taught us. Like I'm not saying we have to give up all the secrets that go with hair, but the science of it, which it's mostly universal, but the science of it, I feel like it should be standardized. So just saying, I hope this was helpful. If it was, hit the thumbs up button, um, like the video, and um, definitely just share it, share it with a friend, right? Have them join the conversation, because even if you're watching a replay, still curious how you feel. Will licenses make lacticians better? Is this better for our industry, worse? We're going to, you know, keep it about the same. Uh, <laughs> Chanel says, oh, my God, I did not know they were supposed to wash the shampoo bowl. Thank you. Yeah. We, we probably going to have to do a whole, we should do a whole little live about just things you should look out before. They're supposed to wash the shampoo bowl. They're supposed to wipe down the chairs. Their uh, barbicide is not supposed to be that deep, dark blue color. It's supposed to be kind of translucent. That's how you know the barbicide is properly mixed. The tools are not supposed to be in there for longer than 10 minutes. Like, it's just so many things that it's just, they are bad. They are habits from old school education, you know, like uh, Makai said, but I feel like they can impact your life and others. So 
y'all should know too. I'm just, just, just a thought. Just my thought. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super sticker. I really appreciate that. Thank you for investing in me. I do my best to pour into you with what I have because knowledge is power. And my goal, of course, as your digital optician is to help you cultivate the healthiest set of locks. Okay. Whether that's in the salon, you know, and you're doing stuff at home or you are, are solely your own loctician. You having, you know, the knowledge to do that is really important. So thank you so much. I want you to have a happy holiday season, whatever holiday you celebrate or just happy um, new year. And we're going to be back with a whole different type of podcast coming in to 2024. It's a whole different type of format. So stay tuned for that. Um, join the community. The links are below. And as always, I'm wishing you peace, love, and good vibes. I'll see you later.